What's it like to meet your spouse in anatomy lab? How do you navigate the tricky complexity of couples matching? How do you finance your interviews? And how do you tell your spouse that you really don't like their top choice? Today on Talking Admissions and Med Student Life, I interview Chelsea and Marcus, fourth-year medical students here at the University of Utah School of Medicine. Helping you prepare for one of the most rewarding careers in the world. This is Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with your host, the Dean of Admissions at the University of Utah School of Medicine, Dr. Benjamin Chan. Well, welcome to another edition of Talking Admissions and Med Student Life. I've got two guests today, Marcus and Chelsea. How are you doing? We're good. Great. Thanks for having us. Recently matched fourth years. Don't say where you matched because we'll get into that. Suspense. It's suspense. All right. So let's start at the beginning. How'd you two meet? Okay, we'll go way back. This is way back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so we've been married now almost six years. We mm-hmm. met at BYU. We were both pre-med undergraduates, and I was his anatomy TA. So, <gasps> I did not know that. Yeah, okay. I can really tail it back to the moment we met. He came in to an early lab session, and I taught him the GI tract on a cadaver. Yeah. And Marcus, did you go in early because you knew Chelsea was going to be your TA that day? Or did you really just need to learn about the GI tract and it didn't matter? So who was actually, in the yes, I did go in early because I knew it was her. Yeah. I had seen her before that. Mm-hmm. I was taking the class with my sister. And when I saw Chelsea, I think my jaw was like on the floor because she was, my sister was like, I think you love her, don't you? <laughs> so it was love at first sight. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. And you, and it then, wasn't love of the GI tract. And then, yeah, yeah okay. not necessarily. Okay. No. Um, I had a good friend that was in her TA section. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to... And it was, at, it was like Tuesday mornings at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I had... I could have gone at any point in the day. So, yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. went to see Chelsea, but I couldn't get up the, gum- the gumption at that point to actually talk to her. No. So is this the fall? When is this? What year is this? This was the um, oh, man. winter of our of sophomore 2011. year. 2011. Yeah. So, like, January 2011. And does BYU yeah. have rules with TAs dating students, or is it kind they of a free-for-all? Sure no, they do. They have rules, but we oh, didn't. We weren't dating. No. I was just admiring at that point. <laughs> I was just well, a creepy stalker. I really liked him and thought he was so cute, but he like never looked up at me while I was teaching, so I thought this isn't going to happen because mm. he's more interested in the cadaver than me. So mm. I was nervous. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> he like wouldn't even look at me. So that was winter semester. Nothing happened. He just kept showing up. I kept trying to get his attention and never worked. That's and July. Though. Whatever, whatever. He did and not try to get my attention. <laughs> she already had it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we had organic chemistry together that in whole fall. in the fall. So that whole next year, junior year. And we just, I was dating someone at that point. He was dating someone at that point. No, so, I wasn't. Uh, well, I was what? single. Ready yeah, you were single at the you. Okay. And, uh, I think history is being rewritten yeah. as we talk about it. Okay. <laughs> but we just became really good friends because I was in a relationship at that point. So we started becoming study buddies and became really good friends. My mom's a professor on BYU campus, so mm-hmm. I introduced him to her. They became best friends. Now I know they had, like, secret meetings behind my back. <laughs> oh, <laughs> some plotting, some engineering yes, going where on. Yeah. He would say that he wanted to date me and that he thought he was falling in love with me, and my mom would say, it's okay. You're going to be in her family eventually. Just hang on. So Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. So from the time you met, when did you start dating? A year later. A year well, later. Well, actually, well, it was... a year and a half. Um, yeah, it was longer. It was a year and a half. 
because we met in the winter, mm-hmm. and then we didn't start dating until yeah, year a whole year and a half okay. after that, in like October of two thousand twelve. Yeah. And how long did you date for before getting married? Mm-hmm. So this is, <laughs> this sounds typical BYU, unfortunately, but we knew each other, but okay. we only dated for. Well, it was we almost a year. We February. got engaged, and we started in November. Got engaged in February, and then got married in August. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. But at and that point, when we started dating, we had already talked about like everything. We yeah. already knew everything about okay. each other. It was well, more like, "Can I kiss you and have it not be weird?" <laughs> <laughs> I lost a couple struggles. Yes, that. couple <laughs> struggle. <laughs> all right. So one of the things that you talk about is applying to med school. Like, when yeah. did that? You know, because you said you're both pre-med, and we can do a whole separate podcast about, mm-hmm. like, you know, pre-med culture and how you oh, both gosh, navigated yeah. that. So how did that work at BYU? How did you guys navigate that? Yeah. So we, um, I had kind of decided at that point, once we were dating um, med school, I was debating between dental and med school mm-hmm. for a little bit, but decided on med school. And then Chelsea had kind of had this experience where she felt like, I guess I, you could tell it. Yeah. I was worried about, like, the double doctor lifestyle. Like, we both want a family, and I think, for better or worse, I think lots of LDS women maybe don't pursue medical school mm-hmm. for a variety of different reasons. And so I kind of fell into that for a moment, trying to think, like, well, maybe I could do a Ph.D. route. Maybe I could do PA school because I loved teaching and then trying to navigate how we would even approach a double doctor life. So. I ended up kind of walking away. I didn't end up taking the MCAT, and I finished a semester. I graduated BYU a semester before he did, so I just started working in healthcare. And then he ended up with like the PA goal, with the PA or PhD goal. Yeah, exactly. And he ended up getting accepted to a school in Washington first. In Oregon. Okay, well, we didn't go, so it's fine. But, and it was, we thought when he applied that we applied to places that had corresponding PhD or PA programs only, and that school only had an MD program. And DO. Or, yeah, and it was DO. And so at that point, I thought, well, that's all there is, so I'm just going to go for it. So I started prepping, I took the MCAT, and then he got accepted to the U, which is what we always wanted all along. But I was already on the track, so I had made up. But my at that mind. point, you were committed. I was committed. To it, too. it was it, like she ever since she yeah. was a little girl, even like way more than me, she's wanted to be a physician since yeah. you know mm-hmm. she was little, and so it just felt wrong to not have her kind of go after. Her yeah. Career. So Chelsea, what helped, what helped you get back on the medicine trail? I mean, was yeah. there an event or series of events? Yes. Yeah, because so what you express is not unknown. I mean, yeah, like a lot of no. people feel dissuaded for a variety of reasons. For a variety yeah. of things. Yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, it's what I've always wanted since I was little. And because he got in where there was only like a med school option, I felt like that was the trigger. It's kind of like the motivating factor. It was the motivating. Okay, well, I guess we're going to both do this. Yeah. All of it. Because that was the only option for me. And mm-hmm. I felt like I can't not So once you started that. going... Like, so when it was only Oregon, it sounded yeah. like you felt like, okay, I can mm-hmm. only apply to this medical school. Exactly. But then when you got into Utah, it sounds like you'd already put in a lot of I blood, sweat, and tears. Going. Yeah. Yeah. And I had, like, I had made up my mind now the that I had. fire was rekindled. It was back, yeah. Now that I had re-decided I was going to med school, like, it was, it was done. I wasn't, mm-hmm. I realized, like, I never would, it just, I would have had regrets forever if mm-hmm. I hadn't done it. And it just, it's who I am and who I always wanted to be. And so I went for it. The tricky thing then at that point was he was a year ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And so I applied and I was working here during his first year of med school, just doing research. And I just remember running into you all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were, you were up on the second <laughs> I floor. I was up on the second 
second floor. You're in the OBJN department. Yes. Yeah. And so you would keep walking by me, and every time I get so nervous, because it's like, oh my gosh, I saw Dr. Chan today. He's the master of my fate. <laughs> <laughs> it's the committee. It's not me. I it's know. The committee. I know, yeah. but I didn't know that at the time. That and point, so it definitely seems like you just felt yeah. like this, yeah, like this goal, <laughs> this unreachable goal. Okay. So let's break this down. So Marcus gets into the U. I remember talking to you, Marcus, on the phone. Mm-hmm. And I would say you're in the top 10 kind of dazed and confused because I remember I kept on saying welcome. And you're just like, what? Like, you know, I just remember. Like, you're joking. I, yeah. You just it was seem, early. Yeah. You seemed early. incredulous. You should say, like, this can't be happening. Is this a practical <laughs> joke? Did Chelsea put you up to this? Because I remember you were very much dumbfounded. Yeah. On some I was deep driving level. to work. I was, um, it was early and yeah. unknown number. And I was just like. Yeah, I thought it was some kind of joke. <laughs> People around me probably knew how much I wanted to it get into the It just speaks to the like humility that he has. Mm-hmm. He just like couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah. yeah was one of the best moments. Oh my huh? gosh! Yeah, it was awesome. So you start school here, but Chelsea's a year behind you. How was that for the first year? Um, you know, as far as like amount of work and you know studying, and you know Chelsea's getting her application in order yeah it was a little overwhelming for me i mean probably not uncommonly um i i was a spanish major so i didn't have the science background and i think for me i definitely experienced that learning curve of trying to get used to the language of science during (laughs) the first semester and so yeah it was it was hard but we Mm. got through it (laughs) yeah and uh, Chelsea was working hard during that time, doing uh, research yeah. here at the U and um, developing good ties there with the OB program. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fortuitous. And then yeah. did you only apply to the U, or how, what was yeah. your strategy the next year? Nope. Yep, I only applied here, okay. which is why you were so scary every time I saw you. <laughs> I just put, like, all my eggs in one basket, and mm. some of his classmates would be like, well, what happens if you don't get in? And I would just say, good question, but I'm not thinking about mm-hmm. it, because that would have created a two-year gap, which seems it would have been harder. So mm-hmm. we were just kind of going forward, hoping it would all work out. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I remember calling you and you were very excited. I was you might've so been like excited. one floor above us. I was point. one yeah. floor yeah, okay. above you yeah. literally. And I, I, I was so excited. I texted Marcus immediately and I was like, you need to leave class. There's an emergency. <laughs> Cause no, I, I was just like, like in class aloof. Like, yeah. I didn't did you walk, did you walk out or did you just like, uh, uh, and when I got, I, I did kind of run okay. out. I thought maybe it was like a legit emergency. Yeah. And then she kind of screamed, I got in. And yeah. It was pretty close to our class break. So yeah. then our whole, at that point, my whole class kind of yeah. knew Chelsea was applying. Yeah. And so we kind of had a whole We had a little celebration. celebration yeah. In the hall. It's great. Everybody. Yeah. And when did you start? So like, then you knew like you're a year mm-hmm. behind Marcus. Mm-hmm. When did the discussion pivot to like, how do we sync up? Yeah. How do we? Right. Then, or right even then, before okay. we kind of started once I planning. Got in, yeah, we had kind of started planning a little bit. We're we're kind of planners, mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. especially Chelsea. Especially me. <laughs> so there's many options for someone to take quote yeah. unquote a year off, pursue mm-hmm. a master's degree, do research. How would you end up choosing what you chose? And, and yeah, I had taken some business courses in undergrad, like statistics, uh, accounting, and I really did enjoy it. Um, so I kind of had a lingering desire to pursue business. Um, at the time, Vivian Lee was pretty um, motivating as well as far as kind of pushing physician leadership um, mm-hmm. in healthcare, kind of with an emphasis on business, I felt like. Um, and I'm also not necessarily a business-minded person. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come naturally to me. 
So it was appealing to kind of let's strengthen a, a weakness, I guess. So for those reasons, I I, kind of, I, I decided pretty early. Yeah, on it was MBA. an easy decision on the so. MBA. And so in between first and second year, when you have that break, he prepped and took the the GMAT. The GMAT. So they still require the GMAT. Yeah. I know there's that's been an ongoing discussion. Yeah, yeah. yeah at, that at that point, that he needed it. Yeah. So since that was kind of his one break in med school without boards, we planned so he could. Take that and have it ready by the time he needed to apply. So what's one one more standardized <laughs> test? Yeah, Why not? more tests. Yeah. How was it to be so so Mark? So you did your first two years, and then is did the is the MBA after third year or could you go after second year? It's only after third year. So you went ahead. So you're so Chelsea, you were a year behind for three years. Yep. Okay. Exactly. Okay. How was that? It was kind of unfortunate, honestly, looking mm-hmm. back, just because. We were study buddies for so long. Like, we mm-hmm. learn really similarly and work really well together. So I would have liked that. It would have been nice to have the experience. I don't know. Maybe step prep would have torn our marriage <laughs> apart. I don't know. Or made it stronger. <laughs> yeah. Or made it stronger. Um, but I, I think it, I kind of have, like, the regret factor as far as that goes. Like, I yeah. wish I could have experienced that with her. But... It ultimately ended up fine. I could kind of put out some fires al- along her journey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super helpful for me. Worries come up, but yeah. What were some fires? Just kind of specific worries pertaining to like course details yeah. or assignments or. I think it was nice just because he knew the resources. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like when you get into med school, you have this massive learning curve, and then all these new resources, and you're just trying to learn like which ones are worth your time so he had tried the resources and kind of told me since we learned so similar what worked best for him Mm -hmm. so he kind of shortened my learning curve a little bit just by helping me tailor the resources or how to best study just you could commit a little earlier yeah just like simple things like that and I also think it helped watching him go through it because then I feel like I had very realistic expectations of what all it was going to be like mm-hmm. going in with with the schedules kind of flip so first years usually have the mornings off and have class in the afternoon and then second years have class in the mornings usually the afternoons off like how like would you study together at night or were you kind of library buddies or how, how'd that work i mean or did you go whole periods of time without seeing each other i mean what did that look like the first few years yeah. it really wasn't as bad as it sounded uh-uh. i felt like we still saw each other a lot and we did we would kind of review stuff together. We both had our study groups. We'd yeah. kind of go and see and mm-hmm. hang out with for a little while. And then it, it, I think both of us being it just did set really mm-hmm. realistic expectations. And we just knew we were studying. We'd meet up and go to the gym or... Yeah. Or... And we'd just sit by each other. Food. We'd be studying different things, but we'd always just be by each other. And mm-hmm. it was fun. Yeah. Good. We survived. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to start with Chelsea first, then do you, Marcus. All right. Okay. So, Chelsea, if you had asked me mm-hmm. before you got here and then all throughout the first two years of med school, I would have said OB-GYN. Really? <laughs> all the way. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. So how did you arrive at your decision. career choice, your decision, and, like, how much did third year kind of play into that? Mm-hmm. So what, what was your journey towards that? Yeah. So because I'd worked in OBGYN research before med school, I knew I loved it, but mm-hmm. I also didn't want to pigeonhole myself because of that. So I got in, and then I got exposed to the world of dermatology because mm-hmm. my mom has had lots of skin cancer, and one of my best friends was pursuing it. So then I got sucked into derm. So for the first two years of med school, I was dermatology all the way, did tons of research and leadership and kind of departed from OB. And then in third year, that's And part when, of that's because it was kind of like almost typical 
for you, right? Or people would kind of think, yeah. oh, yeah, she's going to go into OB because yeah. she worked in OB and because... Right, so I wanted to, like, prove them wrong, kind of. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, just be stubborn that way. And I really <laughs> did like dermatology a lot and found great mentors. But then in third year, I did my... Well, family medicine was my first third-year clerkship, and I delivered a baby, mm-hmm. and that was it, pretty much. I, she took this Instagram video of yeah. her, or it wasn't even Instagram, no, no, no. it I was just a video of herself, like, right after she did it, and yeah. it was, yeah. like, all over her face that it yeah. was over. It was pretty much over after that. I just loved it. And then I did my OB rotation, and I, like, wanted to stay, and my residents kept telling me I had to go home, and I just was so happy. And I think that's the fun thing of being in together. We can see when the other one's, like, really happy when we're working in something. Mm-hmm. And that was, a, like, a clear difference for me. And and then I did a little bit of Durham third year, and I just didn't I didn't love it. I, mm-hmm. It wasn't the patient relationship I initially went into medicine for. I didn't want to lose certain components of medicine, and so... It just became an easy decision. I just felt like I fell right into it, mm-hmm. and I just never looked back after that. Marcus's course was much more convoluted. Yes, I remember <laughs> seeing Marcus a lot. I would hear different stories because yeah. yeah. every so time you talk to him, it would change. Yeah. So Marcus, let's talk about it. Where? where oh man. Let's talk about how you ended up. I'm not even 100 percent sure where you ended up. So. Because <laughs> I think everything was on the table at one point, right? Yeah, everything pretty much. was on the table. Yeah, okay. I started med school thinking family practice. That was kind of like in the back of my mind. And that kind of carried through mm-hmm. throughout. But then along the way, I was kind of sidetracked by OB, ENT. I mean, it's, it's kind of... Or psychiatry was up there. Yeah, totally. Surgery was I on there. Psychiatry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love psychiatry. Did a whole extra month in child psychiatry. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, surgery was there for a while. I, I EM was big for yeah. a, a couple months. <laughs> it's so funny because all my friends make made fun of me for this too. Because even with my closest friends, every time we talked about it, it would change. Mm-hmm. And so when I when I submitted my application, they had all kind of been thinking, you know, what I was telling them. And then I just for fun was like I ended up doing this, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it was like they didn't even blink an eye. It wasn't yeah. even that good of a joke because no. they were totally like, oh yeah, that's how Marcus works. So um, for me, the third after third year, that year off with the MBA was probably the most influential for mm-hmm. that, just mm-hmm. because um, the time away for medicine kind of helped me gain a little more perspective and what mm-hmm. I was looking for and. I settled on anesthesia, which was actually one that I, if you would have asked me in the first year or so of, of med school, I would have immediately dismissed it. It was mm-hmm. like on my quick dismiss list. Um, but once I did it, I think what what kind of grabbed me in was the kind of really meaningful, impactful, but shorter interactions with patients. Not that I don't like interacting with patients, I actually love it. Mm. Um, but I liked the I liked the role that you play in patient care, and that there's kind of like this service that you provide them, mm-hmm. and then kind of you both go on your way, and then also just the mentors and everything, the mm-hmm. kind of their state of mind and just satisfaction with what they were doing was really influential for me at the time as well, and yeah, I mean there's there's lots of reasons why I ended up choosing that, but yeah, and it was at like the very tail end of. Like, very beginning, even a fourth year, when he was still making his decision, I so remember... even with the extra year. Even with the extra year, he was the, still right up to the Were you doing, like, like 
physician shadowing during yeah. NBA time and yeah. just kind of a little, I don't know, a little, yeah, little worked, evening type things. Yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of between like psychiatry, emergency, and anesthesia and, and family. And family. <laughs> don't forget that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was, um, my, my kind of two that I was most involved with was anesthesia shadowing and then also I was working at the, um, the, the free psychiatric clinic, down the Malahi Clinic or Fourth Street. Mm-mm. No, it's um, why am I blanking? I can't ever remember the name. Um, Let's just call it the Free Psych Clinic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Free Psych Clinic down there on like Forty uh, Fifth South or so. Anyway, Noel Gardner. Mm-hmm. You, you know, I know. Yeah, Doctor yeah. Gardner. Yeah. He's kind of the mm-hmm. director of that clinic. Um, so how was it like though, like with one partner? knowing what they're doing and another partner just kind of like it was unsure hard, but i, I mean how much i just sound like did it just dominate like when you guys would talk to each other just trying to figure that out or well it kind of got to the point where i was like i'm thinking this and then she would kind of be like oh okay. that's so and great it, and i'd be like why are you more excited <laughs> <laughs> we really had this conversation all the time he's like i'm gonna do that and i would say that is so great <laughs> and i would talk to him all about the pros and he's like i just don't feel like you're really excited and i was like well give it some time <laughs> He's like, I'm just waiting for you to change. I'm just waiting for it to change. But Mm -hmm. it's kind of funny because that's just very fitting for our personalities. Like, this is how our marriage has always been. Like, I'm a very decisive person. Mm -hmm. And Marcus is more of a, I have to see all the options, and then I have to really evaluate all my decisions, and then I'll make a choice. And, like, this is when we go, even, oh, yeah. Netflix. Let's hear some Netflix fight stories. He'll scroll forever versus I'll look and just decide. Yeah. And just commit. I assume you have separate accounts, right? No. No, It's all the same. It's just whoever gets the remote. She just sits there and she, like, will fall asleep sometimes before I (laughs) Yeah. Or, like, going shopping. Like, I can just look. I know what I want. I'm done. Versus Mm -hmm. Marcus can't purchase something until he's seen all of his options. Mm. (laughs) So, like, this is why we balance each other out he makes me think about things more i make him commit and decide so like we balance one another and so the fact that this is how it happened with our specialty choice is not, not surprising, surprising yeah. at all so we already knew how to handle each other in this way yeah but okay once, yeah but once you actually committed to anesthesia you didn't look back like it felt right all right so talking about this moving to the next step mm-hmm. applying as a couple Couples match. What was your initial strategy, and did it change with time? I mean, how did that look like at first? Yeah, it. I feel like it's so daunting once you decide what you want. You think you're kind of on this downhill slope, but then you start looking at programs all over the country and realizing you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And so both of us kind of took the approach of talking to our individual mentors in our field mm-hmm. to get their advice on programs. And so we kind of... And also, I think an initial strategy for people applying is they'll start geographically limiting themselves. And we did that a little bit, but not much, because with the couples match, you we just have to... We kind of did unwise apply. things as far as the couple match goes, though, with that regard, because we have two dogs, and we were kind of like, we don't really want to be in oh, New yeah. York or L.A., or which are... Because of the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Just like living situation, we didn't want to end up in like some really in expensive apartment yeah. with two dogs, and so we actually didn't apply to a lot of those bigger cities, which is a good strategy as a couples, for couples. match. Is not a good. Oh, that's what right? I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because those are that's where tons of programs are 
within a close vicinity yeah. to each other. But one of, one of the values I'm hearing, though, is like you wanted to be together. Yes. Right? Did that. So you wanted yes. to be in the same area. That was always same the city. Over, overarching. Okay. Yeah. It was always strategy. the. We always reemphasized again and again and again. Like our number one priority was each other, and we couldn't let the match come between that. Okay. Because if you let it, it will. Mm hmm. So we kept remember we just kept saying like our number one priority is each other like any obstacle that would come up. And did you talk to previous couples it. about the couples match or? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Okay. Shout out to Maddie and Noah. Yeah, they okay. were amazing. Okay. <laughs> Maddie basically wrote us like a script on the really how-to couples mm -hmm. match. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, right. well, yeah. well, what are some things you can share from that? Yeah. I mean. So I think the key thing, one of the pros of one of the very few pros of a couples match is you have always an excuse to cold contact a program. Mm -hmm. And so you always are trying, after you submit your applications, it's this weird limbo time and some will hear from others. And that is where the next challenge comes. Once you decide where you're applying, then it becomes challenging because you're getting interviews at different places. Mm -hmm. But the nice thing of a couples match is you just have an excuse to reach out to them. So we probably sent over a hundred emails to programs of saying, my husband has an interview on this day. I'm really interested because of this and this and this. And then actually it ended up working well for us most of the time where we were able to secure interviews at each other's programs. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a pro of just emailing programs a lot because they know the couples match is tricky. Mm -hmm. And I think some programs, it seemed like they like couples too, because they know they're like committed mm -hmm. and you're willing to come if you're both willing to fly out to the and I think that's the other part. Sometimes from the West, I think programs in the East or the South are a little skeptical we'd ever even really come out there. Mm -hmm. Versus for us, we could really negate that of saying, we're paying for two tickets all the way out here. We're not doing this because we're not committed or interested. Mm -hmm. So there, those were some pros. But we emailed and contacted programs a lot and had no shame or pride and just begged okay. for interviews. <laughs> and also financially, um, we had to take out private loans in order to finance both of us doing this because it was close to almost $20,000 for both of us to do the couple And is that what you originally budgeted or did it just start ballooning? Based on like previous advice from couples, they averaged around like eight to 10 grand each. Okay. So we had an idea that we were getting into that type of horribleness. Okay. We did save ourselves a little bit when I was the first year. We got yeah. a Southwest card and mm -hmm. and I would recommend any SkyMiles card because mm -hmm. that most of my interviews with the timing, it worked out that I could use points yeah. Um, so that did actually end up saving us a lot good. of money. And right. saved a lot of money. So that was good. All right. So, Chelsea, how many OB programs did you apply to? Oh, I applied to, we tried not to go crazy, mm -hmm. but we applied to 47, 47 programs. All right. And Marcus, how many? Same. 47. Same. Yeah. But then I had prelim and TY. Okay. Programs. Right. Hmm. Mm. How many interview offers started? I mean, like, what was the final yeah. total? Um, I had a total of 21 offers, okay. and I ended up going on 17, just because those other ones we couldn't match up, so okay. there was no point in me going. Okay. Yeah, and I had 18 anesthesia, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then with other prelim and, and TY, um, and I ended up going on 14. And did you start finding out roughly the same time? Because some... Mm. programs like it's like radio silence and it that starts was, causing anxiety on the other side yeah. it was extremely anxiety provoking who, 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 which programs first. got back to like which, which i mean how did that work oh like anesthesia or yeah. ob yeah it was kind of mixed at first mm. uh we were so stressed the week out like the week they were starting to 
I guess it was the week after. It was the week after applications were submitted, um, or a couple weeks in. Invitations started coming in, but to different places, and we were just like, "What do we?" we it were, was like the most stress I've. We were ever panicking. Been in we school, were probably. panicking, yeah, because we were just getting such different places, and then each of us ha- kept having different lull periods, mm-hmm. and so it was a little stressful. But I think it's nice in that Obi and Anesthesia tend to have the same busy interview seasons. Mm-hmm. It's not like Durham where it's the way. Like in January, that mm-hmm. would have been a lot more stressful. So we. And it it was, I think what we learned from the couples match is right when you think you get over a hurdle, there's another one waiting. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's been true the entire time. And did you just have this, like, this Google calendar where you're just, like, tracking each other across the country? We had a Google sheet that we would highlight as interviews came in and then quickly put the dates so the other could immediately email. Because in in the first couple weeks, we were kind of in this weird limbo where we weren't really sure if we should reach out right away just because one of us got an invite. And so that was probably the most stressful part. But then we were, we just kind of took Maddie's advice eventually. And we were just immediately starting. Mm -hmm. As soon as one person would get an invite, then the other would email. Mm -hmm. And you felt that worked more often than it didn't. Yeah. 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 Yep. Like all the ones we really wanted to get together apart from two, we got together. Okay. Because also the longer you wait, I mean, their invites are going out. Yeah. Yeah, they... Then they have the excuse to just tell you, oh, sorry, we don't have any open spots right now. So we created a big, like, Google sheet that we could both have on our phones and have live updates all the time that we would keep track of where we were denied, where we were waitlisted, where we had an interview, and then the interview dates. And then we also kept track of who had emailed Mm -hmm. which program. So Mm -hmm. we had, like, a pretty – you have to have a pretty good, efficient system going. And it took a lot of time because you have to look up these programs Mm because we wanted to make the emails – personal to the program so you had to find unique facts or try to find mentors that may have a connection so Mm -hmm. we spent a lot of time sitting on our couch looking up programs and drafting emails you probably learned like quickly some programs are great websites other ones have like this is really vague yeah there's like nothing so trying to draft like a fancy personal email was Mm -hmm. impossible i'm very excited about your broad case exposure and your great (laughs) surgical training like you start and on this google sheets would you start just writing notes and impressions like after post interview, or like, how, no. or did you just talk about in person? Like, we just did like this program's person. really good. Why or why we not? We did it yeah. in person. Some people we had little notebook, like um, little notebooks that we take with us and yeah. write impressions, and then we'd talk about it immediately after the other. Which uh, I couldn't do it differently. Some people yeah, say we can't kind of hold it in. Mm-hmm. I guess some people say <laughs> if your couple's matching, like you should try and hold what you think on a program a little closer so that your couple, your other part can just like go into a program unbiased and just open and really evaluate it for themselves instead of thinking, Oh, my spouse loves this. I have to do well. Or, Oh, my spouse didn't like this. Yeah. Cause it just creates pressure on the other person. And it totally happened to us. We have to say that that we totally experienced that a hundred (laughs) percent. But at the same time, like Marcus and I's relationship, we've always like our communications always solid. So I couldn't not go to this awesome place and not tell him about it Mm -hmm. because, and there was also like one that she didn't like so much that I canceled my interview Mm -hmm. for. Wow. And so, which they say you're not supposed to do, but we did that Mm -hmm. because I just, I, yeah, it wasn't for me. Um, and so we didn't want to spend the money. So we really talked about it. And so we got over the hurdle of finally getting in the spot where we had enough interviews to feel comfortable with our numbers in the same place. And then the next hurdle was we felt differently about a lot of those programs. Okay. All right. So, Cause, so that kind of 
segues into creating your rank list. I mean, what did that oh, look yeah. like? Yeah, it was so hard. For did us. you like have a? Was this all Google Docs, or did you have like a whiteboard at home? No, or we, we just did talked about it. Yeah, okay. just straight up and kind of made list in the notes in our phone. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was hard. I I will say that I had really good interview experiences across the board. I really liked all the programs that I interviewed at, so I would have felt comfortable going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Chelsea, there were much. It was much different for her. There was mm-hmm. a lot of variability. Yeah, I think for me, my the places I interviewed, they were all, we only, that's another thing, we only applied to big academic centers. We didn't do community programs just because academic centers tend to have more options for couples. And then also we both think we might want to do fellowship, and so you kind of need mm-hmm. those big centers. And so they were all great, um, but with NOB, there's so many different specialties you have to be trained in, mm-hmm. with like high risk, and then GYN oncology and Eurogyne, that they all had different strengths, and some weren't as well-rounded mm-hmm. as others. So that was a big concern for me, especially with wanting fellowship. You need, I needed and wanted a program that had a really good track record of matching fellows because it's becoming more competitive, and then I wanted a good resident research curriculum in place. And so that just wasn't equal across the board. And so I really tried to evaluate every program on the same merit. And I ended up having three tiers, really, of programs. And the hard part was that some of these lower-tier programs for me were really strong for anesthesia, mm-hmm. and Mark has loved them. So at one point, I really did feel like <laughs> she just hated the pro- all the ones that were, like, my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds stressful. It was really hard. Sounds tense. And one of his most favorite programs that he just loved, he loved the program, he loved the location, and he loved the people. And it was one of my last programs. And I, so I went in and was like, I'm going to give this everything. And after that interview day, I sat in the rental car, like dreading calling him. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I knew immediately when I say hello. But it's just it's just interesting. Yeah. Um, ultimately, there was one I think that was really good, kind of neutral ground. It was always our us, neutral ground. Yeah. Um, that we both were really excited about as well. So, which ended up being a good thing. All right. That was where we ended up. Yeah. So you submit your match list. Yeah. February. Yep. Feeling good between February and March, or second yeah. second guessing, or I will more say, anxiety, or I will say we had our rank list done like a week before, probably. Yeah. And then moments, an hour Within before it was an due, hour before submission, we we had changed things a little bit. A crisis. Big, we had a crisis. Perceived, perceived crisis. It was Pseudo a, crisis. It was a. Yeah, we. Yeah, it was a. It was probably like the hardest moment of all of it. Between and it was probably more like me. I was just mourning the my favorites that yeah. had died. Like they way were down so on low. The list. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just kind of having. And then I realized because anesthesia has some programs have are advanced, meaning the first year is not included in training. And so I had realized we had ranked some advanced above certain categoricals. And so I was like, we need we need to hurry and decide yeah. again. Is it more important that we're together all four years, or do you want to? Yeah. Would you rather be at this place and potentially be a year apart at mm-hmm. least? And know? so we did, and we went with our number one priority. Like, like an hour before it was due, we so, rearranged it so that all the programs that included all four years for Marcus, meaning we would be together for all four, we ranked those higher okay. to give us the best shot of being together for all four. Because we decided that's what was most important. Interesting. And I will say, like, our number one strength in our marriage has always been communication. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's why we were able to survive it and come out stronger because it's just so hard because you're balancing your love for each other with then your own career goals Mm -hmm. and your own love for these programs. And it's hard when you really feel connected with the program and you love the people and you have that feeling while you're there of this is my place. And then you talk to your spouse and they're like, "Uh, that's not my place at all. So it's like this very... It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It's really, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It was a lot of hard moments. And it's okay to be honest about it mm-hmm. and have your morning moment and then yeah. kind of move on. So. And that was the other thing we kept having to say that like, we have to be honest and not take it personal. Mm. So we kept really trying to just be honest with each other. And then when he would diss one of my programs or vice versa, just to not take it personally because it's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's just trying to find the right fit for both yeah. of us. I think anyone going through the match, I think it's doubly hard with couples. I mean, you're forced to make decisions on, I would argue, limited information, right? Because, like, you have, have, like, the websites and you have these interview days. Which they always present the best face. Yeah, and then, like, you started talking to other people and other people have all these different opinions. Like, oh, you know, that's a great program. Oh, you know, I heard blah, 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 blah. You know, so, like, it's almost like like, this rumor mill. Yeah. And And then you have the post... The interview post-interview communication. communication yeah, like the love kinda, letters. You're kind of like, oh, maybe I yeah. maybe like them they, a little more yeah. than I thought. Yeah. But you don't. And it then, was it was sunny there that day. and I mean, there's, right. yeah. you know, all sorts of... The residents seem to be happy. Yeah. Why yeah. were they happy? Right. And that's the hard thing, too, is you're in a city because you're traveling so much interview to interview. You're in a city maybe for, if you're there for a long time, it's like a day. Mm-hmm. A complete 24-hour stint, if that's a long one. So... It's hard to reevaluate, can I live here for four years? And that was especially hard when we weren't there together to kind of explore the city together. So you just, yeah. it's honestly going off of your gut. Hmm. All right, so submit the list. Yep. Last minute changes, feeling good about it. What yep. was more stressful, the, the Monday mm. or the Friday? <laughs> and where were you on Monday when you got the email? We were both at home. We stayed at home. Okay. Yeah. In our PJs, right by each other. <laughs> and we were just like, refresh, refresh, refresh. Yeah. And then finally had to like log into we, the website. We didn't wait for the email. <laughs> we just logged into the NRMP to mm-hmm. look. And then it said we, he found his first and it said he, that he had matched. And mine just said not soap eligible. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> so then we finally. Well, there's just like a yeah, area yeah. where it says that. So then we finally found it. And when we both matched, we just started screaming and then hugged each other. I cried. Yeah. He didn't cry. I think it's, um, it was still stressful on Monday. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. with the advance. That's where you learn if you match. Yeah. And Friday match. you learn where you match. Right. Yeah. So Monday it was really stressful. And then there was a little bit of a stress taken off once we knew we had matched, but not much. Just because with both of us, we kept wondering, are we together all four years? Mm-hmm. Are we together that first year? Like, And you couldn't tell on the no. way it was worded on Monday if you right. went in. Like the category was just successful. So yeah. that could have been successful. any combination been any of Any combination. Okay. okay. But so there was still so much and anxiety. And we actually, at the very end of our list, we did rank different programs. So mm-hmm. she did, like, her favorites, and I did my favorites. So there was still, that you know, chance. theoretically, mm-hmm. we could be at different places entirely. 
So in, in that part, was your match wasn't coupled together. It was like decoupled. Right. Yeah. It was okay. not in the same place. I mean, it was way, way at the bottom of our list, but we thought it'd be better for us both to start getting a job and start working mm-hmm. and then try and get together. Rather than one person not matching. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. we did that at the very end. So we thought, like, there's no way we would fall down that low, but then at the same time, you never know. Right. Yeah. But who knows? <laughs> yeah. Maybe I will. So yeah. Maybe you just checked that wrong box exactly. Yeah. in February. You, you should have checked that yeah, box. Exactly. I know. So that... Kind of Monday took off maybe 5% of anxiety for us, but not a whole lot more because we just kept stressing about are we together, are we together, are we together. Yeah. So Friday, mm-hmm. who's there? Who'd you invite? Mm-hmm. So we had my parents, Chelsea's parents. Her parents are divorced, so her dad was there, her mom and her stepdad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we kind of huddled in a group with uh, my three closest friends yeah. in school and all their families. And I'm sure you've tried to explain them the couple's match, but they probably didn't get it. <laughs> no. It took a few times. It, 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 it took it, so much. And I still think most of them, we even ended up <laughs> sending them the NRP has, NRMP has like this couple's match algorithm video that tries to explain it. Cause we had tried so many so times we and we're like, here, watch this. And then after we did, uh, my mom and her husband called me the next day and we're like, we couldn't sleep all night because it was just such this, yeah. how can it be how that? Can it be like that. Why, why yeah. did they make it this way? It's like a combination of the Matrix. And yeah. Like, yeah, it's just, yeah. It's chaos. So, yeah, we had all of our family and then our really close, my really close friends in school and all of their family. So they were prepped, though, for you guys to possibly no. leave, be yeah. outside of Utah. Oh, yeah. Okay. We, yep. Of you, course, you, they're you, like, oh, you're just going to go where you want to go. But oh, we're, we tried to set expectations, you know, it's. Like this could is happen. chaos. <laughs> yeah. It could happen. So Yeah, yeah, no. no. They were ready for it. we really tried to prep them to be ready for anything. anything. Like you was being a park. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And or we more. tried to yeah. prep ourselves for that too. But, All right. Yeah. So speeches, speeches, speeches. Oh, they yeah. cut the red ribbon. Mm-hmm. You get up there, get your envelope. Do you open each other's? Do you just the two of you? Do you go back to your family, open in front of them? What was your we, MO? Yeah. We went back to our big group. So um, I've always been in like this really close friend group. And so we all opened together. So one of my good friends, Marissa, she opened first. Mm-hmm. So we were all there. So we got to watch her and celebrate with her. And then Kaisa opened. So we got to watch her and then celebrate with her. All this time we're holding our envelopes. And then we opened after that. And we opened at the exact same time and waited till we both so- had our envelope out to <laughs> read it at the same time. I'm getting anxious, like thinking about it again. Oh, but, it's so stressful. And then you kind of open your own, and then look and see, and then I'm looking at hers to make sure it says the same thing, and she's looking at mine. And yeah, it feels like tons of time is. It was silent because we saw each other's, and then just kinda... kept looking back and forth, back and forth between each other's papers to make sure it said the same thing. And mm-hmm. then we just kind of scream out. Where you we're screamed going. out where <laughs> no. we're going. So where are you going? So we're we're staying. At, yeah, at Utah. we're staying at University of Utah. So we kept. Go, glancing back and forth, back and forth, and then finally Marcus just goes, Utah! <laughs> just like screams it. And then my mom's like, <gasps> And then his mom starts freaking out, just screaming with joy. And that's a new behavior for that's her? No. That's pretty no. Okay. She's a pretty loud person. We <laughs> okay. love her. Yeah, so she just was screaming on the video. Mm-hmm. You can hear her above everyone <laughs> just going nuts. So how does it feel? I mean, honestly, like I, th- I would say the post-match hangover is yeah. was very real for us. Like for two days, we just kind of like were recluse uh, yeah. and just like hung out with each other and yeah. just kind of thought about how the future was going to be. Yeah. Obviously, excited, but you're so like excited. your morning 
Because it's so much buildup, and you spent so much time yeah, thinking spent, about what would it be like You spent 20 grand here. flying around this yeah, big country of ours. Yeah. Yeah. What would it be like here, and what would it be like there? And I really right. like them, but I like this about this program. And so it's like this, yeah. for us anyway, for me, it was like a lot of mourning all the possibilities that now yeah. are no longer possibilities, even though we at the same time so being excited, excited for yeah. where we're going. And we talked about this, like, I th- we always talk about no matter what that envelope says, I think we're going to be excited, we're going to be disappointed, we're going to be sad, we're going to be afraid. Like, mm-hmm. it's just so many emotions. So we really did become recluses for the next three days and just kind of were together. We mm-hmm. wanted to just be together and process what had happened and, like, wrap our m- – because the whole time we were in limbo for the past – several months not knowing what our future would look like or what our plans and mm-hmm. that was hard for me being a planner so we just kind of wrapped our head around what was coming yeah mm-hmm. i assume the program has reached out to you and yeah. welcomed you and congratulated you yeah you they're, they've been amazing the whole time they've been amazing and i mean especially i've yeah the both of our programs here have just been so good to both of us they've been so supportive of us as a couple and so they reached out and were great. And then some of the programs that we loved all that we weren't going to also reached out. And so that was kind of, it was this weird bittersweet emotion mm-hmm. of like saying they're happy for you, but disappointed. And so mm-hmm. it was this weird catch all where you're so excited, but then you're also like saying goodbye to possibilities that you had to explore for mm-hmm. the past few months. So I think, and that's how everybody feels no mm-hmm. matter what it's, it's so exciting and so wonderful. And then like kind of sad all at the same time mm-hmm. but yeah we were so happy did any of your friends match into utah programs with you or no. or, or is it a brand new is, you're going to have a brand new set of friends next year oh co-residents well, yeah. well i yeah. got super lucky so one of my <laughs> no <laughs> i take it back one of my really good friends who's also doing ob mm-hmm. she matched here as mm-hmm. well and okay. you the you's never taken two residents so we saw each other from across the room and we're looking at each other and we're like, where are you going and we both pointed down to the ground and then we just like jumped over tables and people and just ran together and started hugging. So one of my co-residents is one of my closest friends from our class. So that's great. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah there's a few. There's a few. So I'm doing the internal medicine first year here, and there's quite a few. Yeah. Uh, classmates from Utah as well, and then there's five of us total that matched into the Utah anesthesia program. Oh, which is that's a lot. That's a lot more than usual. Five well. internal. So five for anesthesia. Five for yeah. anesthesia. How many spots are in anesthesia? There's 14 or 15. Okay, so almost a third. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty There impressive. was a huge yeah. proportion of our class this year, though, too, who did anesthesia. Right. It was a popular year, so. Amazing. That's great. Yeah. 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 So we're happy. And it, it's fun because we're staying and going to be, our family's close, so that's really convenient. And then it's also sad because some of our really close friends are leaving. Mm-hmm. So it's, and we experienced that when all of his classmates left for residency. Like, they're leaving and we're staying because mm-hmm. he had to finish the year with me. And so it kind of feels like that again. Mm-hmm. But exciting because you're moving on to residency, which is a yeah. whole new beast. Yeah, in and of I itself. assume you've gotten your contracts. Yeah, I remember when I got my first contract. Yeah. I was like, "Wow, this is a really long document." I've never, I've never made that much money before. Yeah, I've never positive, signed anything like that positive before. Positive number. Yeah. Oh That's my good. gosh! Yeah. yeah, we're so <laughs> That's excited. New to our bank account. It's very new to our bank account. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's ex- it's exciting. We're and it, we're just ready. We feel like we survived the pre med course a little bit together. We survived med school together. Mm-hmm. And now it's just like we're very ready for the next step. When does the next step start? When well, is your step three is? Oh yeah, step three. <laughs> yeah. Um, we actually get to prep for step together. Yeah, we do. We see we get to prep for a board. We'll see how we do. Mm-hmm. Um, we both start orientation like around June twelfth or so. 
and then our start date is June 24th. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's happening so fast. I yeah. know. And that's why it really does feel surreal. Like we think back, I remember when you called him so visibly, mm-hmm. vividly and then his white coat. And then when you called me and then my white coat, like these huge milestones, it's crazy to think that for, I mean, for him, it's, that was almost five years ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was just, just to watch you progress and learn and grow into your roles. And I'm just, I know, I'm just excited you're going to stay around because I'm going to run into you, you know, because yeah. I wander around. The, the second Yeah, floor. <laughs> I, I wander around the hospital all the time. And, you know, you guys will be in and out. I, yeah. I, I think your hours are going to probably get much worse. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we're ready. Yeah. To we're, be expected. Yeah. We're, it's weird because we're equal parts excited and terrified. Yeah. Because you know there's a whole other level of responsibility so that's scary, but at the same time, you can't stay a med student. Like mm-hmm. You're very ready to move on to yeah. the next step. Cool. Well, we'll have to have you come back and get a little update and yeah, see yeah. how like intern year's well, going. We'll yeah. have more wrinkles and gray circles and grays. And but we'll have more you know. babies named after you because yeah. yeah, you help birth them. Yeah. Right, exactly. Little Chelsea babies right now. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you're going like, to birth them on my birthday. And, I mean, it's just it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm so excited. Because you know you'll be working on your birthday. And then Marcus oh, will be intubating sure. people and bringing people back to life. I know. Yeah. Powerful are, drugs. Yeah. We are hopeful that like one day when I'm in a GYN or oncology surgery, he'll be the anesthesia resident. And I can Looks forward to telling me to table up, table up, table down, table up. Anesthesia, wake up. Whoa, whoa, uh, uh, person's moving. What's going on? (laughs) Do your job. I I think it'll be fun to like be together. She she really looks forward to that. Sparking out some orders. Oh, yeah. 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 Mm Well, uh, I'm excited for you guys. This is exciting. So, this is great. We're excited. We feel really grateful. Yeah, we feel really lucky to be in a a great program and together. Yeah. We're great people. Like, we know exactly what we're getting into, and we're so excited about it. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Talking Admissions and Med Student Life with Dr. Benjamin Chan, the ultimate resource to help you on your journey to and through medical school. A production of the Scope Health Sciences Radio, online at thescoperadio.com.